What is going on, baseball fans? Welcome back to the Turning Tube Podcast. We are two episodes deep in our 13 or 14 day endeavor to explain to the baseball world why you should vote for every team this Corona season. Because no one remembers what's happened in the off season. No one knows what's going on. We don't know what's going on either, but we're going to try our best to just give a little, a little of our spice, a little of our knowledge to all of you to tell you why you should root for the Diamondbacks and Giants. Yeah, we got part two of the NL West division on tap for you today. Our last podcast, we did the Rockies and the Padres. Today, we are going to break down the most entertaining team in baseball, the San Francisco Giants. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't want to see that? And also the Arizona Diamondbacks. But I think we're about to start with the Giants. And Jack, right off the bat, the biggest news surrounding the Giants this season, Buster Posey officially announced mm-hmm. that he's going to be sitting out the season due to COVID-19. How do you feel about that? I mean... I had to sneeze. <laughs> I kind of feel how you feel about that. I mean, it's... Luckily for the Giants, it doesn't matter. I mean, good for him. Why not risk it? So, good move for everyone. I mean, Giants fans might be sad if you really love Buster Posey, but... It honestly doesn't really matter. Give someone else. I think they got a catcher in their organization coming up. Give him a chance, you know. So the the top prospect is a double A catcher. Yeah. Uh, I forget his name, but I know he's the catcher in double A right now. Mm-hmm. Um. So still, they maybe have like two generational catchers back to back, which would be insane. Yeah. But Buster Posey, I'm a huge Posey fan. Unfortunately, I was looking forward to him versus Madison Bumgarner. This is the mm. Madison Bumgarner episode, by the way. Oh yeah. Uh, before and after. Like, just all about Bumgarner. I was looking forward to him versus Bumgarner plate appearances. Actually, I would have tuned in to a D-backs versus Giants game. That would have been fun. To watch them face off each other. That's what's something I was looking forward to. Uh, I think Posey's one of the great players of our generation. Right? Do you think if he retires right now, he's a Hall of Famer? I don't know. I really don't know. I think I'd have to deep dive into his stats, but he's definitely a He's a great catcher, but I don't know if he makes the Hall of Fame. There's just so many good players. Right off the bat, like my gut feeling, I'd also have to do more research, is yes, because free time World Series champion. That's true. At a catcher position, mm-hmm. that's uh, that's pretty dynamic. So I'm going to probably have to go with that. But that's the most interesting, in my opinion, was the most interesting player on the Giants. And now that he's out, although he's definitely lost some of his pop, he still has his bat speed, but that's out. So the Giants are terrible anyways. Um, another interesting thing I wanted to ask you is, did you know that the Giants are one of the few teams that do not put names on the back of their home jerseys? Yeah, I hate that. The Red Sox do that, too. I don't like it. I don't either, especially because the Giants had six a major, a National League record 64 players play for them in 2019. Yeah, they're the post-Bochi-era Giants, they're just throwing kids out there from the stands. They, they got Langoria, Pablo Sandoval, or like whatever panda that dresses up in uniform wants to go out and play that day and buster posey and other than that they're just a bunch of dudes just playing baseball we need to know their names actually you're going to be surprised at the amount of name recognition you're about to hear they have a lot of washed up players yeah, they're the wash they're That's the washed they up are. team do you want to hear their starting staff you'll know maybe four of these their people. starting pitchers five yep you ready well they got cueto yep Jeff Samarja coming in number Samarja. two. Okay, the we shark. got Drew Smiley. Okay. Uh, then we got Kevin Gossman. I don't okay. know if you. I that's recognizable yeah. name to me. And then we got Tyler Bede coming in at number five. So right okay. there, Johnny Cueto, washed up. Jeff Samarja, maybe he's got something left in the tank, but not really. Drew Smiley, I used to like him, but also just like 
not really anymore. Then you got their lineup. We got Evan Longoria, who has no more pop left in the bat. Mike Yastrzemski, who's a very interesting story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I personally would like to see how he did. He was a cool story to watch, especially when he hit that home run at Fenway. That was pretty epic. Mm-hmm. Um, then we got Brandon Bout. We just saw Buster Posey take a seat. So right there, it's like a bunch of names that you would expect more from. And then, of course, none other than the legendary Pablo Sandoval, who I think we all are yeah. incredibly excited to watch <laughs> his carry as he, you know, as he pitches it out. But on the bench, they also have Hunter Pence. They just signed Wilmer Flores to a two-year deal, which doesn't make sense considering they're going full, full-blown full rebuild. I, I really like that signing because when you go rebuild, you want a, a one good player to root for. You want a little fun. So I think that keeps the fans entertained for two years. And then in two years, they'll they'll be on the upward climb, hopefully. But I think initial so, reactions to their rotation, I don't hate it. Like, Yeah, you don't hate it. But here's the thing that concerns me about the Giants. I don't like how many names I recognize. That's I mean, they all are. They're definitely washed up. I'm sure their but numbers also, are nowhere near Johnny Cueto and Jeff Samarja numbers. Exactly, but also I look at this and I'm like, all right, the Giants, I think we can both agree, are a two-year rebuild. You just lost Madison Bumgarner. You just lost Will Smith, who was their closer, mm-hmm. who had converted 48 of 55 save chances since taking over the closer role in middle of 2018. So right there, it's huge. If he had a league, the Giants had a, uh, a media, ugh, can't talk, a league best record of 38 and 16 in one-run games last year. Because of Will Smith, yeah. If you flip that, if you so, if you uh, actually uh, fan grafted a little bit of research, and if you flipped around and cut out Will say uh, Will Smith saves, they would have gone fifty five and one hundred and seven. The Giants last year. So that's how big of a factor Will Smith was. The Giants were bad last year, but their record is better than it looks because they had a little magic in the middle of the summer. They kept winning on walk offs and stuff. They had a Bruce Bochy, but Bochy magic yeah. like the the last hurrah. But I don't know if they have another great month in them like they did last year. But either way, like the way I look at it, like this, I'm like, why this? As a Giants fan, what do you have to root for right now? I mean, they don't have fun names. I mean, the Orioles and Tigers, they've done nothing, and the Giants are just—they're not good. But you can get—I mean. Those players have been around. They've been good. So I guess that's something. So in these 60 games, you get to watch some decent players play. And it is 60 games. Maybe the veterans decide to outwork the young guys and they're just ball to the wall. Let's go win 30 games. Who knows? So that's – I have no faith that they're going to win more than <laughs> like 14 games at all. But the way I view the Giants is if you're a Giants fan – it's got a tough season to tune in, man. Tough season. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of young talent to make it interesting. Uh, like we talked about with the Rockies and the Padres last episode, there's some youth, some exciting big names on there that makes you want to tune in. Um, not a lot going on here. Yaz is 28, I guess. But if you're a Giants fan, you just root for Cueto, Samarja, Longoria, uh, maybe Smiley to have a hot start. And maybe you're able to trade them off and get some, like, a flyer on, like, a 16- or 17-year-old kid. Other than that, though, there's really not much here for you. You're going to be a pretty bad team. And I can see this going ugly fast. It, like, it there's so many veterans. Ugly. Yeah. There's they, so many veterans. Yeah. Like, if you start losing, like, what? why are they even playing? Yeah, they're going to start dipping out, which is just such a weird storyline of the season because – 
it's like you got to play good not just to make the playoffs but to have your stars keep playing because i mean evan longoria like what why is he going to play if they start 0 20 why is evan longoria playing for the san francisco giants when they're going to be get their face kicked <laughs> in every other night like what's the point when longoria was in his prime with the rays which also like i love my two favorite players of like my prime because we're so young is prime donaldson with the um, Jays and then Longoria the Rays. I just I liked that. It's just good to watch. Oh, he was smooth on that team. Yeah. I also always got it. Evan Longoria and Eva Longoria confused when I was like ten. I thought they were the same person, <laughs> even though one's a baseball player and one's a model. It can be confusing, man. They it look can. the same. Evan Longoria is a handsome man. What That's true. Saying? Yeah, he he does kind of look like a swimsuit model sometimes. I don't. My brain goes somewhere else. I don't know. Who can't knows, man? He's can't hate on it. Um, but. It's definitely interesting, and I would like... It's like, I think that the departure of Madison Bumgarner is really good for the organization. Yeah. Because I feel like last year we talked about their magical month, but they were making signings like Cueto and Longoria, and these weird half-signings, like trying to give that core of Posey, Bochi, and Bumgarner like a last boost. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, maybe maybe we don't want to fully tank... But now that Bochy's gone, and now that Baumgartner's gone, and now that Posey sat, basically just start it and start getting beaten every night and tank, tank, full tank mode. Yeah, and I mean, I don't think baseball teams really tank because the draft doesn't really matter that much, like what picks you get as much as it does in basketball and stuff. But there is no point to make moves to win. I think they're going to go out there. I'm torn. We'll probably decide through the segment you can help me decide what i'm actually thinking but i'm torn whether the vet the veterans kind of turn it on and they win some games or they just literally win like eight games like i it could go either way i think the, i think it really the only good Sorry, thing go to watch out for but it's also bad if you're a giants fan cueto comes out starts five and oh trade deadline so quick they trade him off to the dodgers who one of their pitchers gets hurt and they just need a quick arm that's exactly what I think you're going to see with someone like Jeff Samarjo, whose contract's up. Like, if he's pitching anything relatively decent, you're not going to get much for him, but maybe you can get, like, a low-tier single-A ball prospect, yeah. which is more than you had at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And if you're the Giants, I think you should be trying to make as much trades as physically possible. You're selling right now. Somebody calls you, you're selling. You're taking oh, yeah. anything. Just to ship everybody it's, out. It's tough, Just though, start because... Doing it. There's all these veterans I don't think are going to be playing by the time the playoffs would roll around. So the, exactly. the Giants are going to look tough. They're they're going to have a rough year. Tough watch. Yeah. I will say the most interesting thing about them is that they moved the uh, bullpen into the outfield. Finally. Finally. Like, that is the biggest storyline for the Giants this year. How many home runs are going to barely scrape over that wall that mm -hmm. wouldn't have before? How many opposing hitters are going to go in there, take the bat, shove it down Johnny Cueto's throat, <laughs> and hit the ball out of the new fence? Like, is it just going to scrape yeah. over, or is he going to absolutely moonshot it? That's. I, I hope the Giants, similar to the Rockies, as we said yesterday, I hope the Giants are good soon because I like their whole vibe. I like the uniforms. I like the, the their park. And I liked their play. I didn't like them in the moment because I was a big Royals guy back in the day of 2015. But I liked the Sandoval, like, Posey, Bum Gardner. Like, that was cool to watch. So I hope they get back to there. But this season, nowhere near there. So 
Tough luck. Uh, just give me Pablo playing third base at least once. Like, man, I got to see that. Dude. Oh, yeah. Maybe DHing just to stand there and try to get oh. hit. <laughs> yo, my gosh. Yo, he get. what do you think uh, the percentage of balls he gets hit with? Because he's had such a wide mass. Yeah, he's he's horizontally gifted for sure. He really is, man. Like, you just lean a little bit over the plate. Your stomach's hanging over the plate. Your feet are still in a batter's box. Mm-hmm. What's the ump going to say? Get in a batter's box? Like, dude, I'm in. I had an extra Twinkie today. What do you expect from me? <laughs> His gut has, like, a slope of, like, four. Dude, he's – oh, my God. It's insane. But that's, like, another – those are the stories as a Giants fan. Here you – so, Jack, as a Giants fan, mm-hmm. should you be – or as a baseball fan, should you be watching or rooting for the Giants? No. Which sucks because they are on primetime opening not baseball against the Los Angeles Dodgers. What a terrible decision. Who made that choice? And who like, who was I like, mean, yeah, I this is the team ace. we need. So are they going to throw Cueto? Like, Cueto, Cueto versus Bueller is going to be cool, I guess. Cueto's but. a sexy name, but he's terrible now. Like, it's like yeah, Cueto it could, four it years be ago would have been interesting. The only interesting like, thing is if the Dodgers lose opening night, it will mean a lot more than if they got beat by like a good team so that will be fun to watch if the giants win the six game season starts and the giants win it's like oh who knows if Quato goes in there and starts like shaking uh doing some weird deliveries and yeah. goes seven innings one hit and just shoves the bat down mookie bats and Co- cody bellinger's throat that'd be uh, interesting and panic in dodgers nation for sure oh yeah so that's what you got to root for the giants but um, mm-hmm. I also agree with you. There's nothing to watch here. Snooze Fest 101. Thank God there's no fans in the stands because I don't think there would be any anyways. Yeah. So at least the Giants get to cover that up. Uh, Buster Posey is a huge loss. But I think that brings us to our win projection. And Jack, what are you feeling for the Giants? Do you think they're going to be competitive in the NL West? What's your win toto? Total looking at. Toto. <laughs> toto. I have my win totos at 22 and 38. Twenty-two, thirty-eight. That's which is a little high. Kind of, it's a little high. It's a little high. I have, I got a little low than that. I got them coming in at eighteen and forty-two. Yeah. Uh, so that's probably a little more honest. I just think the D-backs, gets, Rockies, and Padres are just gonna smack each other in the mouth so much that the maybe Giants take a might be able to squeak against out. the Giants. Yeah. Yeah, but true, true. But I feel like they're gonna have to beat up on the Giants. That's true. Like, the bad to teams. Win those, the, the bad teams. I think have we can get beat. you a little lower than that, because uh, like you gotta beat up on the Giants, and also I feel like because of those veterans, like we talked about, if they start out zero and seven, man, like we said, they're just gonna all ship it in. So we're just gonna be getting. Yeah, I think ugly fast. I like maybe probably even lower than eighteen is more realistic, but I'm gonna go twenty two for the sole reason I think bold prediction here. Everyone take notes. Johnny Cueto comes out and shoves. He gets Cy Young votes, and he gets traded oh, to dang. the Boston Red Sox. I don't want Quato. Yeah, Ugh, gross. <laughs> I hate that prediction. Well, we gotta, what, are we going to have a rotation of Valdi, Quato, and Eduardo Rodriguez? I am very okay with that. Um, so hopefully his bold prediction is wrong. Mm-hmm. We hear it here. I got him, again, 1842. Jack's generous 22 and 38. And, again, the biggest loss was Madison Bumgarner, which brings us to the team that he just went and joined. The Arizona Diamondbacks, the fourth team that we will be talking about from the NL West. Yes. And Jack, right off the back, the D-backs, cool name, mm-hmm. cool uniforms in my opinion, creepy mascot, but pretty epic overall. And how are you feeling about them in a 60-game stretch? The D-backs are the team of many uniforms, many logos. Who knows what their marketing department has been doing over there. They're just, they're suiting up on, they're putting on different pairs of pants every other Thursday. 
we we spoke to Nick Ahmed personally, and he said that he didn't like their old uniforms. He said this year they're going to be a little bit better, and I agree. They're looking kind of better. Uniforms, very important, obviously. Probably the most heated you'll hear us talk about baseball is the uniforms. It's incredibly true. It was nice to get uh, some insider info that yes. Nick Ahmed agreed with us that the Arizona Diamondbacks had no idea what they were doing with mm-hmm. the old jerseys. Diamondbacks are a fun one. I... I'll say it up front. I'm kind of high on the D-backs, even though that's hypocritical. Be- hypocritical. Yes, nailed it. Because that's, they have that's no, amazing. They have no <laughs> pitching, really. But I don't know. I kind of like them. I think it's maybe their year to go out and get some wins. They added Madison Bumgarner from the Giants. One big point I think we should talk about is he's my next bet to back out. I feel like he's the one player that wouldn't need to play this year. He just signed a contract. He is now living in Arizona. He has horses there. He's probably going to be rodeoing some bulls or cows or whatever he does. Just chilling in Arizona. I don't think he's going to... That's my prediction. I think he's going to opt out. But if he plays, I like the D-backs. So tell me why I'm wrong. I don't think you're wrong. I do think you're wrong on their rotation because I do think Robbie Ray... Has a nasty, some nasty stuff, and can has. I think he, uh, he had like similar, yeah, with two hundred thirty-five strikeouts and one hundred and seventy-four inning. Robbie Ray is and Chris Sale are the only pitchers in major league history to have at least two hundred strikeouts in under one hundred and seventy-five innings in three different seasons. He's he's a so Robbie decent, Ray's got some stuff. Yeah, he has stuff. He's a decent two. I don't know if he's he's probably a good three. They're definitely missing that two or even a one. He's bummed. I think he's, he's a, an old man. Yeah, I don't know. Against, I think the uh, the fueling of the Diamondbacks relies on how good do you think Madison Bumgarner can be, and yeah. I think he's like a free nine ERA, maybe like nine and like on like a regular season like nine and seven, but like in this one maybe like six and four, like a free nine ERA, so pretty solid, but not what you want leading off your rotation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do love the pair. The pairing of Kettle Marte and Eduardo Escobar. Mm-hmm. I think that's the switch hitters. That's pretty elite. And Starling um, Marte. And Starling Marte. Like, we got to love to see that. Uh, they, I've loved that up and down. An interesting development for them is the opening of the DH spot, which I think could help them. I would love to see them go and trade out for one more big, like, bat is what yeah, I want them they, to get. They're really missing Goldie. It's a shame they lost him because... That would have been huge. That's but that brings me um, that brings me the most important thing that I wanted to uh, talk about with them is more of maybe not this year, but they traded away Zach Granke, they traded away Paul Goldschmidt. Mm-hmm. That's two really powerful star names for them. So, do you think that they're lacking just the ability to maintain like stars overall and like recognizable talent? Yeah, make I think them an interesting team. The list goes on from there. I think they at one point had Scherzer and Corbin, who are now they had Patrick the Corbin. Yep. So I think they do kind of have that Padres effect a little bit, where the good players are unknown in Arizona, but then when they get traded to a bigger market team, they're more well known and become even bigger stars. But Granky was he was a pretty big star in Arizona, so. I, it, it's kind of a toss-up for me. I think I'm I'm high on the D-backs this year, which makes me think they're doing something right. Yeah, um, I do think that um, Carson Kelly is a pretty solid 
getting to being a pretty solid catcher overall. Like, again, Kettle Marte, he had 30 homers mm-hmm. last year. He murders lefties, so that's, like, a big thing. His switching ability up and down the lineup, honestly, on the D-backs is pretty impressive. Uh, Zach Gallen, he's got some stuff left in him. Didn't really see that when he came over from the Marlins. I wasn't expecting that. Um, Archie Bradley struggled out of the ballpen, but I like him a decent bit. Not huge on the ballpen overall, though. I think Nick Ahmed's a better hitter than he gets credit for. And yeah. Probably and the a, best shortstop in the NL defensively. Yeah. Gold lover. I think the one player that a lot of people aren't going to talk about, probably for good reason, but as I've said over and over again, these teams are just going to strap at each other, and the Diamondbacks have the edge because they have some speedy fella named Tim LaCastro. And with the extra inning rule, I think if the D-backs can somehow get to extra innings, having him on second base is an instant run. You bunt him over, he could just steal home. I mean, pop fly to the infield, he's tagging up. He's so fast. So I think if the offense and pitching can keep them in games, they can win that extra five games in extra innings because of Tim LaCastro, and that's how they can squeak away a little more wins than the Rockies and Padres. D-backs are definitely going undefeated in extra innings this year. Oh, yeah. With Tim LaCastro. Oh, Tim LaCastro is going to be the player. I wish he hit for a higher average to be more of a factor. He's got to slap that ball around a little yeah. bit more than he does. Yeah. He, gets, he has pretty good OPP, but, like, still, their bench overall, you got Steven Vogt as backup catcher. I like him. Jake Lamb has been around. you got Tim LaCastro. He's listed as utility player, but I think he – I don't really know what he does overall. Their bullpen, nothing's really standing out to me. Hector Rendon is an old name, but he's kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. So I'm not huge. The official prediction for the Diamondbacks is to come in second in the NL West, which not good, but you missed a big player that you're really high on, and maybe Jack's favorite unknown player, Cole Calhoun. Oh, yeah. I was just about to say deep, him. I love Cole D-backs. Calhoun. Trout and Calhoun in the right side of the outfield. Love to see it. He's... Solid hitter, probably. I'd guess like two seventy, normally around there. But I'll get the stack guy on that right great, now. Great, great outfielder. I think he's he's fun to watch. He's a good, just a good piece. I'm glad they added him. And I Diamondbacks maybe becoming my team. I don't know. So uh, Cole Calhoun is a career two forty nine hitter. Okay. Twenty nineteen he hit two thirty two, so okay. not great. Mm-hmm. We don't love to see it. He got he had some pop in twenty nineteen though with thirty three dingers. Yeah, okay, that's all you need. Thirty three dingers. There you go. Seventy ribbies. Love to see it, man. Uh, over five hundred plate appearances. So he's showing up every day. He played one hundred and fifty two games. Mm-hmm. That's a huge jump from his twenty eighteen numbers when he only popped nineteen home runs. So definitely something to look out for. I'm also a fan of David Peralta. Oh, yeah. So I think he's got some pop to him. He hit 275 in 2019, 12 dingers. Love to see it. 57 RBIs. Definitely could maybe move him. Uh, I think he's slotted in fifth in the projected roster lineup I have right now. So Ahmed slotted in seven. Yeah, Peralta slotted in fifth. Kawun's slotted in sixth. So that's the lineup I'm looking at right now. So it just seems like they're missing one back because, like, the yep. lead off, you got Kettle Marte, Starling Marte, Eduardo Escobar. Right there, it would be really nice to have a nice power bat. I wish they had – I mean, Paul Goldschmidt, I said before, that would be so nice make the Diamondbacks. It really would. So good. And then if they had pitching, they could maybe compete with the Dodgers, but they are missing some pitching. But I think the Diamondbacks, you should hop on the wagon this year because they have a chance. People are high on them that are smart. So that's some reason, but I'm also high on them, and I my name is Jack, so that's all I have going for me, but Very still, true. trust me. I think maybe bold prediction out of nowhere, George Springer signs with them. I kind of see that. I kind of like it next season. I was 
I was about to ask you, um, do you think that the D-backs pull the trigger and wait till the offseason to get a bat, or they try to trade somebody? And if they do, like, who do you think they maybe try to pull the trigger with a team I think to get a bat? It sucks that this wasn't a full season because I think the Diamondbacks would pull the trigger on a trade. If I don't know how their farm system's looking, but they if they have anything, I think they definitely try to get a bat. But no one's going to be trading this year, sadly. I hope they do, but I don't think they will. So I think this offseason, the Diamondbacks will make a splash for sure. Um, So I really would love to see a player like Francisco Lindor mm. over there if he was willing to transfer it over to third base, which is obviously not no. like ideal But because Ahmed's great at shortstop, so I don't want – and they just re-upped him. But like I would love to see uh, that type of move for them, like a uh, – bigger bat that could definitely draw some fan in currently mlb recently ranked the diamondbacks farm system as fifth in baseball okay so they're high up there i uh, don't see uh i have to look and find out which their top prospects are but i don't think you're moving any of those top prospects i would love to see what's in the pipeline uh for the season if you're the d-backs like is anyone going to be on the edge of coming up making a big splash so that's definitely something i'd be interested to see but overall yeah they're top they have top seven top 100 prospects it looks like okay uh with christian christian robinson coming at number 43 is their highest ranked so, so not Paul, like super yeah, good but probably in like three years they're gonna be really pumping them out yeah those paul goldschmidt and the zach granke trade netted the d-backs a lot of upper level talent in that mm-hmm. organization so it looks like they for four of their three of their five top prospects are outfielders so Got some outfield help coming along the way. I would love to see if they inject some youth into that team. But, again, a bat would be really nice. So, you got to keep an eye on if the team starts to sell or any free agents come. Like, eh, I'll play for half a season. What do we got? Love to see it, though. But So, we got to kind of settle in here. So, what is your thinking about your uh, projection for the Arizona Diamondbacks? We can't speak today. Yeah, it's been – I mean – we're on the podcast grind. Our mouths are giving out, but I, Dude, I like the I like the Diamondbacks. <laughs> Sue me, I like them. I think they're gonna be kind of good. What are you kind of good though? Like, give me a record before you give me that though. I have a question for you. Should fans care and watch the Diamondbacks this season? And if you had to break it down to one reason why, what is the one reason that people should tune into Arizona baseball? I think you gotta watch. Diamondbacks baseball because they're going to be good soon and they're going to be good this year and no one wants to see the Dodgers win so root for the Diamondbacks Dodgers losing the division would be huge Diamondbacks come out of nowhere they got the Marte Parte I mean that's really all you need they got the fastest player in baseball they got Nick Ahmed the nicest player in baseball we've met him he's shook our hands pre-corona so I mean that's all you need honestly I agree with you but I will say something about the Diamondbacks that does concern me. Two years ago, they were in the uh, NLDS playing the Dodgers with, like, what was it, 96 or some insane wins, and they fall off, and they pop back up, and then they fall off. The organization as a whole is pretty inconsistent. Mm-hmm. So I honestly have no idea what to expect from them like for this season, but I do have them coming in second in the NL West before I drop my official prediction. But if you are a fan of baseball – I think there's only one reason to watch, and it's to see how much Madison Bumgarner yells at the other team for having fun when there are no fans, and we yep. can hear everything he says. So if Bumgarner decides to hop off the ranch and get on the mound, 
lock in and get ready to hear this man rip some people apart for taking a bad flip. I think we could see some Madison Bumgardner like prime flashbacks because he's in his home state. He's got a house there with horses. He's going to be nice and relaxed. He's going to have some but here's, sweet tea in his hand, and he's just going to shove. Here's my thing with Bumgarner. I think his intensity will either really help the Diamondbacks or kill them, one way or the other. I think, I think he can be help. too intense, but I think it also help for a team that's ready to win and lock in. I think it'd be interesting to see how Bumgarner has that effect. But that brings us to our official project. The prediction. So, Jack, what is your record for the Arizona Diamondbacks? I got them at 36 and 24. 36 and 24. That's pretty high. Almost a 40 win team. Yeah, I think they're good. Wins right there. I think they get, they could win 30, but I think they scrape away six wins because of Tim LaCastro, because of their defense, because they're switch hitting, and their pitching stays consistent. If they lose any pitchers, if any pitcher does bad, this is all out the window. But I think I'm high on the Diamondbacks. So far, that's my favorite team we've done. High on the Diamondbacks. We got it. So, big one. I'm actually going to slot them in. Same as the Padres, 34-26. and 26. I think we're going to okay. tie for that second place in the NL West. I think it's going to be an absolute fight between those two. But maybe Tim Castro puts them over the edge with some you know interesting stats that helps them seal second up. But mm-hmm. I got them exact same hype as I do with the Padres. Uh, definitely something to look forward to this season, and let's hope that Madison Baumgartner does not back out because I'm ready to see that man just start spinning oh, yeah. people. Um, but I think it's clear, though, that our next podcast will be about the true upper class of the NL West while all these other teams battle it out in the middling, middling of, the, of the division and fight for second place. But do you think the Diamondbacks have a chance to get that wild card spot? At 36-24, that's probably a yeah. Yeah, they're they're gonna be in the wild card race. I it just depends what other NL teams pop off because there's some the NL East could be really good. So I think it's gonna be up to that. The upside of the NL West is not incredibly high, in my opinion. I think that thirty four is the highest wins you'll see of like as I said of any of these uh, four teams below the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. So I think they're all just five hundred teams who, depending on breaks, may get a couple over and under. But I think if you yeah. were to break them all down, besides the Giants, the Rockies, the Diamondbacks, and the, uh, why is the name slipping my mind, the Padres are all basically 30 and 30 teams, and we'll see what breaks each of their ways. Mm-hmm. You got any closing thoughts for us, Doyle? Go D-backs, go Nick Ahmed, um, go Mason Saunders. And put the put Saunders on the back of your jersey, right? Who needs Bumgarner anymore? It's a new... New Arizona man, put Mason Saunders on the back of your jersey. Bring the rope to the ballpark. Let's win some games. I 110% agree. And that wraps up episode two, day two of our journey leading up to the first pitch of the MLB season between the Yankees and the Nationals. We are the Turning Two Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at the Turning Two Pod, on Spotify, Apple Music, Anchor, on Twitter at the Turning Two Pod. Make sure you tweet us out, guys. We want to hear what you have to say. Do you think we rated the Diamondbacks too high, too low? Same with the Giants. How big do you think Pablo Sandoval is going to be by the end of this year? (laughs) And we will catch you tomorrow for another episode. Stay spicy. Peace out.